Shalom Aleichem Rabbi We're continuing Mishnah Yomi in the ninth parak of Shvit at the fourth Mishnah, continuing in the topic of Bi'or, putting out any produce that you've picked from Hefker that you're keeping in the house when this produce is no longer available for the birds and the animals out in the field. So Mishnah Dalit says, Ochlin al Hamufkar. You can continue keeping what's in your house and eating it, and it's not yet subject to Bi'or, on the basis of what's mufgar, what's ownerless, what's hefgar, what's freely available. For instance, in a field that has no fence, no gate, so the animals can go in there and get whatever they want. Avol al hashamor, but not on something guarded. Now, this shamor doesn't mean there's somebody standing there with a spear who's going to prevent people from going in, because that would be usr on shvius. On shvius, you have to allow the produce to be accessible for people to come and take it. However, if it's growing in a courtyard in a house, the wild animals can't really get there, but people could use the door or the gate to the courtyard and go in. I've heard that it is sufficient if somebody wants to make his, his garden hefker on Shvius, he could put a note on the garden that says the key to this lock is in my shtender in such and such shul on this street so they can know where to find it and they know where to find the shtender and if they want to take it they'll go grab the key you know from down the street not from miles away from down the street and they'll go open it so obviously that would be shamor for animals but not for people so that would not be okay for for beer but rabbi yossi matir shamar. he says even so even if it's in a garden that's only accessible to human beings who can work the lock or the doorknob it's still good enough and you don't have to do beer yet if the produce is in such a place. Mishnah continues, Ochlin ala tefichin ve'ol ha'dufa. Now tefichin sounds like mm-hmm. it's in the bird feeders, something like this. The bird feeders, the pots where birds sit and nest and you would put some seeds and some grains in there to feed the birds. And the dufra is a tree that grows dew meaning two, meaning two crops in one year. It gives you some fruits, and then a few months later, it gives you more fruits. And both of these crops come out during the Shemitah year. So even if you have fruits from the first, the firstborns, the first, the early crop, uh, as long as the later crop is still on such trees, you could keep it in the house, not yet subject to Bior. Valo ala sitvaniot. Sitvaniot is from Lashon Stav, meaning the autumn. Now the sitvaniots are the winter grapes. These are grapes that they start to ripen during the Shemitah year, but they don't fully ripen until the year is over and it's already winter. We mentioned such grapes in the fourth parak about how since they started, they had chanata blossoming and they started ripening on the Shemitah year, then even though they're not really fully ripe until the next calendar year, they are considered Shemitah produce. Rabbi Yehuda has a qualification here. Rabbi Yehuda Matir Kozman Shabikru Achlo Rabbi Yehuda allows it, meaning allows you to keep the early ripening grapes in your house, not subject to beer, because these winter grapes, these later grapes are still available as long as they've started ripening. They're somewhat ripe. Uh, before the kayats is over, before the summer is over. So if there's some grapes like that, you could keep the other grapes in your house. Good. Mishnaheya kovish shlosha kivoshim bechavit achat. He's pickling three different species in one barrel. 
So for instance, he might have tomatoes and big cucumbers and small cucumbers all in one barrel. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Ochlin Al-Harishan says you can keep eating the pickles out of this barrel until the Zman Bior arrives for the first one. When the first of these items, say tomatoes, are not available uh, in the fields, the animals first, then you'd have to stop eating them. They'd all be subject to beer. Now the reasoning we talked about in the last parak is perhaps they're absorbing the taste of the other species. So you're pickling everything together. We have a concept in Halakha and Kashrus Kavush Kimevushel, that pickling, even though it's cold, it transfers tastes like cooking something in liquid in the same pot. So the tomatoes during the pickling absorb some of the cucumber tastes, and the cucumbers absorb some of the pickle tastes, and such like this. So if there's man beer for the, for the uh, tomatoes, you have to put everything out because they've absorbed some of the tastes, and now it's time for beer, so you have the, everything would be subject for beer because the tastes have been exchanged and intermixed in the barrel. Bishua mer afala achron. Rabbi Yeshua is Michael. He says you could wait until beer of the last item. Because Rabbi Yeshua, according to Bartonura, is saying that not only do the tastes that are subject to beer move around and switch places, but even the tastes that are mutter. If you have two items that don't have beer yet, then most of the taste is going to be mutter still. Hasn't come time for beer yet. And you could keep eating it until the very last one, because even the last one, there's still mutter tastes until the beer deadline for that item. Rabban Gamliel Mer, Kol Shekola Minos Sode, anything that's that species is gone from the Sode, so it's no longer available for the animals, now it's man beer. Yevar Mino Minachavit. The Allah Kedrav, the Allah is like this. So once something's gone from the field, so for instance, all the tomatoes are no longer available, so you'd have to go in the barrel and scoop out all the tomatoes. But the cucumbers and the celery or whatever else is in there can stay. He says all the vegetables, echad lubir. They're considered one thing for beer. So even if the tomatoes are gone, but the celery is still available in the field, you could leave everything in the barrel because vegetables are not a very hushu food and they're basically interchangeable. If some if you send someone to the store and say, please get me vegetables. You know, if you don't give them a specific vegetable, then really anything will do. You just needed some vegetables. It's not like you needed chicken or beef or something specific. You just needed some vegetables. And they're sort of more or less interchangeable, according to Yerby Shimon. The Mishnah has a, another topic. Ochlin birgila. You can continue eating purslane. And purslane is interesting because it's, it grows out in the wild. It's not such a hushu thing that's always uh, domesticated and farmed. It can grow wild also. So... It's hard to tell if the wild animals still have purslane available. You can ochlin birgila, you eat, keep eating your purslane, keep it in your house. Until the cigars, this actually means artichokes, are dried up in, in the, uh, from the valley of Beit Netofa. Now the valley of Beit Netofa was in a valley that got a lot of rainfall, so the artichokes there lasted a long time and were basically the last artichokes available. So as long as there's still artichokes there, then purslane, which similarly can last a long time, and but it's hard to find, similarly the purslane is still available to the animals and not dried up yet. But once the artichokes over there in Beit and Tofa are all dried up, then you can be pretty confident that the purslane is also dried up 
and no longer available to the animals and would be subject in Birshkoyach. 